up, y'all? Hey, folks. Welcome to this most unbelievable podcast. We are your hosts, Paul Fitzgerald. And Sherry Spiegel. You're listening to season two, our first summer season. For the next few months, we'll take a look at a thread we began last season in our Rates of Things episode. We'll take several episodes to explore how we process and experience things. First in the body. Then in the mind. And finally, and most challengingly, in the heart. We would love your feedback, so please feel welcome to leave us a comment or a question on the Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can send us an email at thepaulandsherrypod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also find all of this on our website, thismostunbelievablelife.com. Please subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. And if you like the show, we'd appreciate your rating on iTunes. Or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out, too. We're so glad you're joining us on this journey. And on with the show. Press. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Paul. What is going on? Okay, we'll have to start over. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Paul. What's going on? (laughs) We're being too polite to each other. Yeah, we are. We're like, um, for our listeners, we just did that intro twice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, That's what happens when you try. Right, so that's the lesson to be learned is never try anything. Yeah, because usually we just start this in the middle of some sort of banter. Yeah, um, just let it rip. Let it rip. Um, yeah. We were just talking a second ago before we hit play, and then we said, oh, no, 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 we should stop and make sure other people have to listen to this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what were we talking about? Uh, we talked about a lot. Um, the last thing I was mentioning was what was the difference between a podcast and a conversation. That's true. The difference, the difference being that uh, for a podcast, you record it. You record it, and then you, you kind of put it out there. But uh, the way that we sort of do this, uh, that's pretty much it, though. It's really the only, the only difference. Um, I think the other difference is that I wear headphones. I don't wear ha- headphones, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It that's makes true. my head very warm. Yeah, yeah. mine too. Uh, yeah. So so the listeners know the first thing that we both usually do when we're done is like, I got to get out of these headphones, right? And we... Put the, sling, the the slicker, more streamlined USB headphones on after yeah. this one. And go back to ear pods or something, or just yeah. hearing you out in the open. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like I don't know. It's like the equivalent of getting home after a a day of hard work and taking your shoes off. Yeah, taking your socks off or shoes off. Absolutely. I chose shoes because I figure you know Paul probably doesn't take his bra off when he gets home. I don't take my bra off, and I don't take it off because I didn't put it on today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or any day <laughs> for four. Didn't put it on today for other reasons. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, before that, uh, we were talking about uh, hope a little bit. Uh, we were talking; the word hope came up a couple of times. Did um, you mentioned you were going to get a haircut? I am going to get a haircut, and I think those two concepts might not be unrelated. Interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier. It's like, wow, why do I want to get a haircut? And I was uh, had a conversation this morning with a colleague slash friend uh, of mine that works at, at James Madison University. And um, I don't work there. He works there. I work somewhere else. Um, 
and he and his has been getting kind of shaggy too and so he was actually saying that he's going to get a haircut I'm like I'm going to get a haircut too so there seems to be a uh, a thing going around with an n of 2 of I don't know maybe it's time to do something about this mess yeah it's interesting i'm actually so my husband is going and getting a haircut because right, yeah, we were talking about this this morning yeah we were yeah. yeah he's going on saturday and um he this will be his second pandemic haircut Whoa. and i'm i'm starting to lean towards going myself um oh. last night we were on a call and someone referred to me as rapunzel it yeah. might be time yeah. It might be time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think's going through you that uh that you're not thinking about doing it in response to the Rapunzel comment or you were thinking about it other other than that? Yeah, I was thinking about it before that. It's so I have very long, very thick hair. Um the long is more of a pandemic thing. Mm -hmm. Um but when you have my hair, it basically means it gets everywhere. Like, I shed constantly. Uh, it just needs trimming up and thinning out. Um, when I was a kid, and I don't know if this is a real thing or not, but when I was a kid, they used to take me to get haircuts because they thought my headaches stemmed from my hair. Ooh, interesting. It's just being so long and heavy. And my hair is exceptionally heavy. Um, just pulling down my head. Um, I don't know if that's really a thing. Um, but I don't know. There is some lightness that comes from getting a little bit of hair snipped out of you. I've always noticed that. I mean, it's laughable for me to be actually saying this. Yeah, because um, you have like, what, two inches of hair right now? Yeah, yeah, at most, at most. Um, but I'd always noticed that too. As soon as you get it cut, there's this lightness of it. And maybe it's just I haven't felt the... The bre it's hot. Yeah. It's hot. And uh, it's August and it's hot. And so, yeah, well, I might get that done. So the next uh, the next picture of me that goes up somewhere might be a... I need to get a picture for posterity. You do. You know, before, yeah. before it goes. But yeah, a couple of people have been kind of thinking about it and talking mm -hmm. about it lately. That getting, a, getting a little bit of a trim or a haircut. Um, I don't know what that means. But, you know, it was sort of tying to this whole hope thing a little bit for me, too. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like, is it a combination of people just, like, being done with it because it's just gone on? We have let it go too long. Um, and then is there a little bit of, like, well, some things are starting to resume, some sense of normalcy, or at least we've learned how to manage certain kinds of things enough to where they feel almost safe again not fully safe but like yeah I, th I think without that last part being in place i don't think people would yeah um or i don't think a lot of people would so there must be some sense whether it's true or not um of an element of safety yeah coming back into this i mean you you just skipped town for a week yep. or for a couple of days i just skipped town for a week and got back i'm thinking about getting a haircut yeah. so there must be yeah and you're you went to your your rolling place at least i was like there's i did but I also canceled my membership oh. afterwards. Oh. I, yeah, I didn't update you on that. Um, <laughs> we all learn things on the podcast. Right? Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, no, I had gone and I love this place dearly. And as soon as I'm able to go back on a regular basis, I will. Um, but 
it was one of these things where I went, I really enjoyed it. I had missed uh, the coach there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's fabulous. Uh, but I spent a week afterwards being anxious. And then mm. I found myself getting anxious the day I was supposed to go back for the next. And it's just, um, there are very few things like drumming up a physical sense of anxiety in me right now. And I mm. like that. Um, and so if I can avoid that, I will. So that became something that because it almost felt safe. Um, intellectually, I could check off all the reasons why I should feel safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my body wasn't having it. Mm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So I was like, where is this low level anxiety coming from? Oh, the idea of going and breathing heavily around a small group of others yeah, in a pandemic. Doing the same. They're doing the same. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know how I'm going to feel once I'm in the in the chair, you know, at the at the hair place getting a haircut. For, I mean, how long does it take? Maybe I don't know, ten, fifteen minutes to get a haircut, you know. So yeah, same. I said that so you would shake your head, <laughs> give me that look of like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. Yeah, um, but still, you know, it's long enough. And uh, this is but, the same as your four minute showers and Yeah. Well I mean a bar of soap, how complicated does it have to be? Um He's a simple but, man, listeners. A simple yeah. man. Simple guy. Mm-hmm. Uh go on. Yeah, so you know, I I think I can get over the a, a safety element to it. I don't know if it actually is or not, or that might be incorrect of me to think that. But what gets me is the I mean, when you gave the options, we've let this go on for too long. Mm-hmm. It seemed to be the one that, that that's hitting me right now. It's like, okay, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. What's the objective? You know, how long am I going to let this continue? We're, like it or not, we're coming up on the beginning of an academic year, and you don't have to be strictly a professor to, to feel that, right? If you're a parent, you can feel that. If you mm-hmm. are, you know, academic staff in any context you feel that coming up if you're whatever you feel that coming up so mm-hmm. that's all you hear these days is with schools coming up and what what the, the i mean they're the news articles are calling it the upcoming child care crisis yeah that's gonna unfold in front of us all and they're not wrong they're not wrong um but yeah we've just let this you know and how, why this is manifesting with my hair is beyond me but it's like yeah what am i doing here we've let this go on for far too long I need to reclaim some sense of uh, agency over my own physical form or something. You know, I've not let everything go out of control, but that's when it gets me. It's like it's time to it's time mm-hmm. to get back some sort of sense of sense of being. Well, and and maybe that's oh, there's so much interesting things about what you just said. Um, but yeah, I do think. There's so much that we can't control right now that I think that there is something deeply satisfying about taking a stand and being like, I'm going to have less hair. Like, uh-huh. you know, like that's what I'm yeah, going to do. Yeah. Um, we were on a call with another friend of ours. Uh, was that this morning? Yeah, I think it was this morning. Uh, who has dyed her hair purple. And it's like, uh-huh. yeah. like So, So yeah, I think that there's some interesting things happening. One of my former students uh, during the pandemic times dyed her hair turquoise. Mm, um, cool. So that, there is this interesting way in which 
maybe we can't control much, but like hair is a manifestation of something that we can can control that exert sure. some power over. Yeah, interesting. The yeah, I'm not I'm not buying clothes. It's like I'm not going to redo my wardrobe. You know, I'm not going to do the August purchases to give myself a new shirt with buttons on it. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, it's just, you know. That's the part I think where you and I are different. Where like mm. I'm I'm like this close. I realized as I started to do that that listeners cannot see me hold my fingers close to each other. Sorry, he's holding your fingers very close. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the commentary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like. Gosh, I just really, like, this is usually the time of year where I would buy some, like, summer dresses. Uh, I'm sure mm. this is not on your yearly agenda. Um, it's not. It's not. But Other things, but... Yeah, and so I haven't been doing that, so I've been buying a lot of hats. Like, I don't know why I've oh, decided uh -huh. that summer hats are the replacement for summer dresses. I think it's because the issue of fit is a little less concerning so I can just buy them online and feel good about it. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So, but I, I, there is a weird way in which I think some sort of shopping experience and a haircut mark to me the beginning of the academic year. It did for me. Yeah. I always got a haircut like a week before. Yeah. So aren't like you a, a little before. ahead of schedule here? Well, I guess we don't know uh, yeah, when you're yeah, going. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'll say. You know, I'll, I'll couch it in that. I don't know. Um, something about... It, it was recent. I mean, it came up every once in a while. It's like, oh, I should get a haircut. But that's just because it's, it's it hasn't been as long in 20 years. But yeah, over the last day or two, it's really been, you know, it's, it's time to do something here. Yeah, I mean, it does look as though it is nearly touching your forehead. That must be distressing. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. You know? So what I mean by that is, like, I can, I'm finally at the point where I can, like, hold it out to the side, and I can, I'm, I'm doing it now, honestly. I can hold it out to the side, and I can sort of, oh, there's my hair right there. I haven't seen my own hair without a use of a mirror in, uh, in 20 years. Yeah, and see, I can put mine in a ponytail and nearly... Yeah, no, I can actually pull it over my head and see it. So that's something. I'm not quite that far yet. No, yeah, no. But it's, it's getting close in the back to getting to the back of the top of my t-shirt. And I can feel it on my neck every once in a while. And it's, I think that's a hard transitional phase for hair growth. Like, Yeah. And I just think, what's the objective here? It's like, it's not going to stop when it gets to be the length that it wants to be. I mean, it's up to me to ultimately do something here. Because if it gets too much longer, then it's going to get, <laughs> it's going to start getting out of control in ways where it's like, God, what am I doing here? Am I putting this in a ponytail? Am I doing a man <laughs> bun? Am I doing, like, what am I doing here? Well, you know, there's so many things that I've started to think about are so arbitrary. Like, like, I have long hair. I've had hair this long before. Um, and I've spent a lot of time like thinking like, well, do I want long hair or short hair or medium hair? And mm -hmm. I hate, I think I just really hate choices. Um, and so like, I'm just overwhelmed with like, how, do, how does a human person make a decision about what kind of hair they want? Like, and why do we care? Like, <laughs> I really don't understand why we care so much about it. Like, but especially before the pandemic, people spent a lot of time thinking about 
the shape of their hair. And there's a lot of politics involved of hair and hair care and the history yeah, of hair. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've, I was, I don't know if I would say I was known, but I mean, I, I made my own life simple because, as we've said many times, simple, simple man over simple here. Simple man. Um, in my daily life at a institution of higher education by, you know, I just wear the same thing every day, so I don't have to think about it. Steve Jobs was right, you know, because he had the jeans turtleneck thing that he used mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. um, where it's like it's one less decision I have to make during during a day if I just wear the same thing. And the, it's like, wow, that's a weird thing to, to sort of do. But man, he was right, or at least I can relate strongly to, to that. It's like I don't even have to think about it. So I got a bunch of black t-shirts and the this is old news by now, right? Oh, I've yeah. got a bunch of black t-shirts in the in the dresser and a couple of pairs of jeans, and I just rotate through, and it's it's not the worst. Um, but uh, I, I see, you know, Anne down at the at the local hair cuttery. Yeah. You know, every it used to be every I don't know two or three two months, I guess, or two and a half months or whatever. And you had and the same sort of shtick with like. It's I, not I like yeah, you exactly. told her yeah. what to and do. She knew, right? We didn't even talk about it. You know, we didn't even talk about it. I would call ahead and make an appointment to make sure the chair was open. I'd walk in and I'd sit down. And she would say, you like short, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's the only conversation. It was already short because, I mean, it was never that long to begin with. Uh, and it's like we never even talked about it uh, mm-hmm. after the first after the first time. And that was seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like I literally have not had a variation in my haircut probably in since 2012 2013 when i first started going there maybe longer maybe longer um when i mean i remember when i first started talking to her when i first started going there and i realized that she did a pretty good job with what i got um on the top of my head her kid was like leaving middle like leaving middle school and starting like eighth grade or mm-hmm. some, you know, seventh grade, eighth grade or whatever. She just graduated, right, from West Virginia, you know? So it's yeah. like I, I've seen her kids through college, you know, in the time she's, she's been cutting my hair. So that's been, she shows me pictures. This is my daughter. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. She graduated. Yeah, junior in engineering. Oh, awesome. Does she have a job? No, she's living in the basement. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I mean, we just, it, it's hard to imagine. I go way back, but it's like I've been seeing the same the same person you know, with the hair cuttery for eight years, I think, at this point. And we don't even talk about it. So it's like I just get the same thing done. So when I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, growing on my head right now, it's like I can part it. And uh, I checked earlier, Sherry, and when I have the USB headset on, it does actually now hold my hair back in the front. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like a hairband situation, uh-huh. which is kind of fun. Uh, so, uh, she's, she's there today and after, after we're done recording, I might just go down there and get it, uh, get it chopped. We'll see. We'll You're going to have your hair cut when I see you tomorrow? Maybe. If I do it right, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But, um, we'll see how I feel about it. But, uh, yeah, it, it feels like it's time and it's like what I keep coming back to, it's like, okay, this has gone on long enough. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's not, nothing's going to happen that I'm going to like better than what it's like. It's it's funny because I think that phrase is what everyone's saying about the pandemic too, right? Like, oh, this has gone on long enough. I'm going to take some control back. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, you can't just make an appointment for the pandemic to be over. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It It is interesting, though. I do think that we have 
I'm my brain keeps coming back to this concept of safety. Like I think we have reached a point where we have some sense of safety. Um, some of that safety, I think, is false safety. I'm not saying uh-huh. you can't go get your hair cut, but um, you know, I see pictures of people congregating in ways that make me feel uh, a little less than confident in what's happening. Um, so I think what manufactures a sense of safety right now is really interesting to me. Oh. Our listeners can't see, but Paul's writing something down. So I was writing I should yeah. keep talking yeah, because he's like, he's giving me like side eye, like, come on, keep, keep going, keep going. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that is interesting. I was wondering. Uh, I was wondering as you know what I was writing down. What I was writing down was. Um, I also wonder with with my urge now to get uh, a haircut whether or not it's um, sort of settling into a new way of being. As, as in, it's like, well, I'm going to let my hair grow, and then finally, when everything is back to normal again, I'll go get a haircut because I can do it safely, and because everything's going to go back to normal. It's it's not. It's mm-hmm. not okay. Going to go back to normal um, because that is gone. Yeah. And I will never accidentally or intentionally use the phrase "new normal" because I hate that phrase mm-hmm. like badly. Um, so I'm going to avoid saying that, but you, you sort of get the gist of of what I'm going for here. Um, th- it's going to be this way for a while, and being in 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 education, decisions. The decision to go and teach from home was made very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. The decision to go back is not going to be made very, very quickly. Um, it's going to be made in a very methodical, protracted, you know, not always like the timing of it, but it's not going to be something that's overnight, I don't think, for, for the majority of people in places. Is this an abandonment of thinking that we're going back to the way that things were and just say, well, you know, this is the way it's going to be. I guess I'll get a haircut because if I'm going to correlate how long this has been going on uh, with the length of my hair, and then when we go back to the way it was, I'm going to get a haircut and use that as a you know as a mile marker of of how long this went on. I mean, what? Why? Why? Yeah, it's kind you know, of- when it, so when I see it, it's like wow, the pandemic's been going on for that long. Is, is sort of what I what I think when I see the length of it. It's like you're treating it like playoff season. Yeah. 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 These are not the playoff. The playoff beard. Yeah, the playoff beard. Yeah, this is just life. <laughs> yeah, so you might as well get a haircut because this is the way it is. Yeah, I I think that there's, I think there's something to that. I think, yeah, I mean, I know new normal has become talked about so much that it's obnoxious. But um, I do think one of the interesting challenges right now is, I think in the beginning of the pandemic, I was... I felt like I was in a holding pattern, like trying to figure out how do I be happy? How do I find fulfillment until Mm -hmm. things returned? And then at some point you realize like your life is on hold and you're in this weird survival mode. Yeah. Um, There's not returning. Yeah. And so, so we need something else, like something that we can't cling to the life we had before the pandemic, but we also can't live within like 
quarantine culture because that's not that for me that wasn't healthy either no it's not um it's not healthy either and i remember back when it it started in in march when everything was happening so quickly there wasn't time to sort of mourn the loss of of things Mm -hmm. i think summer took care of that yeah you know um i think summer took care of that now it's like well this is the way it is Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's for me coming out as a haircut. It's like, all right, cool. This is the way it is. Might as well get a haircut. Because that's what I do, I guess. You know? I guess that's my way of feeling and expressing uh, the continuity of life. Yeah. It, it also, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah. It also does feel like a very... Um, a very practical thing too. Like you are living much more of your life in headphones now and it is warm and your hair is likely just hot. Yeah. Um, it's a, there's an aspect of a haircut that is maintenance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's maintenance, you know, and we, I don't think maintenance has been at the forefront of people's uh, mind Mm-mm. with this. I think it's been solving the problem that's in front of you and going through a lot of emotional stuff about, you know, when, what's going to happen and, and not knowing what's going to happen and uh, waiting for reason and order and structure and purpose and solutions to sort of come out of this. They're not going to. Yeah. 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 I mean, I do think that. For me, I feel like I'm in a phase where I'm starting to say, like, okay, if this is life, uh, what things do I want to bring back? What things do I want to let go of? Uh-huh. Right? Like, there's some there's some opportunity to get very intentional. And I think, um, you know, one of my friends, um, who I think listens to our podcast, um, was posting on Facebook the other day about how she went to a DSW. And, like, uh-huh. the main shoes that were, like, really showcased in the women's department were really flats and flip-flops and sandals and athletic shoes. And, to, and high heels were, like, relegated to some back corner. Yeah, the um, wedge is still in the loading dock of the place, probably. Yeah, yeah. it's just, um, it's so interesting, like, the things that we clung to um, in the professional world that seemed so arbitrary and so beside the point now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other day I was going to a friend's house for dinner and I put lipstick on for probably the first time in like four months or something. And then I got in the car and we were halfway there and I was like wiping it off. And Eric was like, are you getting rid of it? And I was like, yeah, I don't understand why I was ever wearing this in the first place. Who would, place. Do, who would do this? My <laughs> lips are suddenly so dry. I mean, they look amazing. But like they're so dry, um, and I was just like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't get it." I'm going back to lip balm, like, I, yeah, and so like I, I'm having like, and I'm still wearing makeup on a regular basis, but for whatever reason, like rocking a um, red lipstick doesn't feel like something I need right now. Yeah, um, and it's partially because I think, you know, at work, the main time I would put on lipstick was when I had to go to a meeting that felt really hard um, because there is power 
uh, battle armor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, um, I'm going to put on a blazer, a high heel, a red lipstick, and I'm going to, you know, kick some ass today. We're all good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I'm working from home and I'm doing a very different kind of work, you know, I'm not going to the kind of movie meeting where I feel like I need to be taken names, so to speak. Um, yeah, I feel like I need different things, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was talking to a, a friend of mine uh, yesterday uh, who I know is a devoted listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, Jessica. Um, <laughs> and uh, she, uh, we, we had a little Zoom call uh, yesterday. That it, I guess it was yesterday. And um, she she pops on, you know, Zoom. She's wearing a, a blouse, a pearl necklace, you know, and a skirt. And like, I am wearing pants. <laughs> okay, yeah, check. <laughs> a t-shirt that I probably wore yesterday. It's like I'm I'm uh, I'm outclassed here. It's like what's going on? She was in a in a session break from a an epidemiology conference that she was participating in. You ah. know, so she was between sessions, and it's like yeah. You know, you got these big wigs, you know, in this online conference, and you know, uh, sometimes you have to put your put your big boy and big girl stuff on, and your big person stuff on, and, and show up for work. Um, I'm just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I know that's true. I'm just always amazed when, like, I, you know, I have several strands of pearls, and I think pearls are such a fascinating thing. Like when pearls show up on a human. Um, mm-hmm. there's this, uh, there's this cult classic that, uh, delightful 15 minute documentary that mm-hmm. I suspect you may not have seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called heavy metal parking lot. Have you watched this fine film? Uh, I don't think I have. I, I think it probably registers with a small, uh, subset of people. Mm. Um, but so what it is, is, you know, this 15-minute documentary about a bunch of Judas Priest fans uh, who are hanging out in the parking lot right before a Judas Priest concert in Maryland. Um, and it's just kind of interviewing them and getting getting a little look into the Judas Priest fan culture, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of my favorite people in that little documentary um, is this woman that, you know, she's totally uh, been using some recreational substances it's very clear but i just happen to notice like homegirl is at a judas priest concert rocking some pearls and i'm just like okay that's that's the choice you made that day yeah yeah it's very interesting Mm. yeah so it's uh it's interesting how we come up so he's like i don't remember the last time i saw somebody wearing lipstick or or I mean, I don't, I don't know if I know any guys that are out getting regular haircuts or mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know when the last time I saw a guy in a button-up shirt, you know? Um, it's like it, it, it all sort of fades into the abyss, the cloudy yeah. abyss of my own memory. So um, I think I'll probably still continue on with the jeans and black t-shirt situation throughout the semester because why not? There's worse stuff. Um, I probably won't wear shoes for six months once it starts getting cold outside. Um but yeah, I think the haircut's going to be a thing that comes back if I can. Yeah. Maintain some sort of internal image of regularity or intention or just something that is done 
to as a reminder that we are going on. Yeah. We're going on, you know, and this is the way it is. So might as well come up with whatever your routine you're going to do to be a professional on this earth. Yeah. How much of it do you think is tied to identity? Do you feel more like Paul if you have short hair? Yeah, I think I will. I think I'll find that out pretty quick, I think, as soon as I do it. Uh-huh. Because um, well, right now I'm still like, whoa, you know, look how long my hair is. And it's, it's been this long, like, years. Well, so. so I feel like I've watched this sort of evolution, right? Like, so the beginning of the pandemic, you weren't just growing your hair. You were also, like, you stopped shaving for a while. And you got, like, you got very furry. Yeah. For a while, I did. yeah, and I then did. so I you did. reached, you reached kind of a tipping point, I think, with that, and then suddenly, I think you even sent me a picture. You were like, just, just so I don't shock you, I have lost some fur mm-hmm. around my face. Mm-hmm. Um, so what made you just decide to shave it all off? And by all it off, I mean the facial hair. The facial hair, yeah. Um, uh I don't know. Maybe, well, a couple of things. One, I'm splotchy, right? So it's not like I have this, you know, lumberjack beard from Alaska kind of thing where it's lush and thick. It's like that's not how my facial hair tends to grow. Hmm. Um, it's itchy. Mm-hmm. It's itchy uh, after a while, and I always, I've always had a hard time getting past an, an itchy phase. Uh, it's it's grayer than I remember. <laughs> and so it's like, ooh, I don't want to see that. And and that sort of, well, I don't know if that was a motivator or just something that's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Interesting. There. But, you know, it, it left in stages, you know. So it, it did. Went from the full <laughs> I think I ended up with a soul patch for about a week before I was like, I'm just going to bring the soul patch back. Why not? Um, I do not I recommend that, listeners. Yeah, I got a couple of pictures of the various stages of myself as, as it as gradually went away, but now it's totally gone, and I think the hair is not far behind. Yeah. I think its days are seriously numbered, if not its hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, again, it's like, this is this has just gone on too far. This has gone too far. And yeah. It's, it's like you just feel, I should speak in, in the, for my own voice, right? Um, I guess I just felt like it it was lazy. Mm. It, it started feeling kind of lazy. It started feeling kind of defeated. Mm-hmm. It's like, what am I going to do? Just sit around all day and, you know, if I'm going to stop shaving and not get a haircut, my God, why even get out of bed? You know, why not just wear your flannel pajamas all day and a t-shirt and not shave? And or get, it's like, you know, eventually... Because, I mean, how many of us out there, I mean, if, you know, you're you're fortunate enough to still have a job, and if your employer is <laughs> not too onerous with expectation, I mean, just take your laptop to bed. You never have to get up in the morning except to feed yourself and do basic biological functions. But it's like, I could record this podcast from, you know, a couch or a bed, but I don't, you know. We're- well, you did last week. I did last week. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I did last week. That's true. But I had the mixer on the business. It was kind of fun. Um, but it's like, I don't. And I, I take a shower daily. And, you know, so hygiene does get practiced. Well, I think this relates to, like, if you look into, before the pandemic, if you were to read articles about people who work from home, you know, this is something that people have recommended for a really long time. Like, 
people recommend get dressed to the shoes if you're working mm-hmm. from home. Yeah, right. Right. Um, yeah, and um, I was reading this book. Um, I'm looking around for it. The Samantha Irby book. Um, and she was describing what her day-to-day life um, working from home looks like. And she... Like, she was kind of making fun of herself, but she was basically saying, like, she gets up, she takes her pajamas off, and she puts her work clothes on, even though her work clothes are kind of identical to her yeah, right. her pajamas, but they're, you know, they're respectable clothes. And, you know, she yeah. puts a bit of blush on that no one's going to see all day long. Right. But I think that there's, I think we know that even if you're working from home, you have to do this transitional stuff. And it is, a, it, it's a kind of self-care even though it seems arbitrary, like who cares where I'm at? Like whether I'm in my bed or, um, you know, at a desk, well, maybe, maybe it shapes something. Yeah, maybe it does. And, you know, I mean, you got out of the place where you live and spent a couple of days in a hotel. You know, I, we just got back from a week Mm -hmm. on the Shenandoah Valley. Um, it wasn't a vacation in our case. I mean, we took our laptops, we recorded a podcast. I sent out a million emails. We, you know, yeah. I, I did work stuff in those days. Um, it wasn't a, anything that counts as a vacation by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, what I had been feeling a lot over the last month or so, and I've been feeling this before too, it's like the place where you work is the place where you play, is the place where you relax, is the place where you sleep, is the place where you eat. I mean, everything is... Uh, everything is right here. And after a while, all these things just sort of get confused and you go a little bit nuts and you just got to have different walls around you just to break the routines of bodily habit and how mm-hmm. they associate with thinking patterns, patterns of thought. And uh, I felt really different when I was there. Mm-hmm. I felt really different when I was there. And it's like just being in a different place, taking a different number of steps that wall being there that wasn't before, there's different stuff out the window, the bed feels a little bit different, um, really shifted, I think, just a lot of stuff in my own head and mm-hmm. prioritized some information, which was sorely needed, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I don't know if it was refreshing or relaxing or reinvigorating, but you do feel different mm-hmm. afterwards. Like you did some, like you took a shower or like you put actual pants on or like you put your flats on or you whatever, you know, mm-hmm. or got a haircut. It feels like you did some some sort of biological maintenance for this, or, or spiritual maintenance, maybe even, I don't know. Yeah. To remind you that you're on this earth living a life that is outside of these walls. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think otherwise the routine and the repetition, I think it can get a little dull, right? Like we, I mean... <laughs> The movie The Shining can teach us a lot, right? Um, Yeah, and even, like, if if you go back and listen to the beginning of our podcast from last week, I remember um, asking you on that podcast, like, how you're doing. And you say, okay, but I think we all know there's a question mark at the end of it. Like, I I think, in fact, you may even say, I'm okay, I think. Um, But that was at the beginning of kind of that sort of time away where you're still processing and, and not yet maybe yeah. reaping the benefits of being away, but you're, you know, it's in a transitional phase. Um, yeah. And I mean, even like the way that I've worked from home over the time that we've been here, like, 
I think this is probably the fourth or fifth position that I've recorded a podcast in. It's a different room. You've moved Ooh. even where you record. Um, yeah. Yeah, we just yeah. need this this kind of shifting, this newness. And when is it time to, to do that? And what tells you that it's time to do that? Yeah, how do you know? How do you know? That might be one for the listeners. Yeah, it's true. How do you know? Well, it's interesting that... It's interesting the kinds of things that you do um, that maybe seem like maintenance, like, you know, like you're thinking about a haircut. You know, one of the things I did today that, you know, doesn't seem like it matters in the world is like, I like scrubbed my bathroom, right? Like just scrubbed Uh it. Like, you know, like it is incredibly sanitary now, right? Um and I reorganized a bunch of stuff that was in there. It's like, it looks like a hotel bathroom now. <laughs> um, and it doesn't really matter. Um, except like there is this way in which my brain has more space somehow knowing that the bathroom in my house is like next level clean. It doesn't make sense, but it's incredibly important for reasons I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, and your bed is made behind you. I can see that. You right? can and, see and that. Ours is too. Ours is too. I cannot um, see that. But that's Take always been word. the question. It's like, why? Why make it? I'm just going to sleep in it again. It's going to get messed up. Why? Why even bother? And we talked about this. I don't know, it was a podcast or two. It's like with why fold the laundry? It's just going to get wrinkled again. Why not just throw it in the dresser and be done? I still don't believe in folding laundry, but move on. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, what's the what is the basis of these routines and, and sort of what I mean with with uh, with laundry? It's easy. You're out of clothes, right? And you need to wear something, I guess. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but like yeah, with the haircut, it's like this it feels like it's time. Well, and I think we're coming at the same kind of topic, but now we're coming at it from a different angle. So last time we were talking about something like laundry, we were talking about the shoulds. Like we fold laundry because we feel we should. But I think what we're starting to think about now in this episode is more of like this other thing that happens when you're not just doing it because you should, but you're doing it because you know you actually are going to feel something positive as a result of doing it. Like, you know, once you get that haircut, it's going to release some sort of like, what is that? Hormones? Like something, some sort of... I don't know. You're the biologist. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to say a sense of accomplishment because I didn't do anything except for get something cut off. I mean, a sense of accomplishment comes from growing it, not from losing it, right? Um, uh, my, my, you do feel, as you know, right? I mean, my head will be a little bit lighter and cooler, I hope. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, it will feel some, there will be some sort of hormonal, hormonal, you know, bump that one gets. Yeah. From feeling like you're participating in, in that. Yeah, that's the hard part. It's where I stop. It's like fill in the blank. You know, what's the, what, what, is, what is the, the thing? thing? Well, what is the thing? It's like human participating in human culture. It's yeah. a re, re, it's a confirmation that I exist on this earth and that I'm part of a society where there is a structure and things are done and things are not done. And we have folkways and mores and, habits and expectations of each other and when we're all in uh covid time when we're all 
he's quarantined or socially distanced at least, those are not seen as much as they had been because you don't have colleagues that you see uh, in the hallway. You're not randomly going to run into the president of your institute or whatever. No. You know, um, you're just not. And um, you don't, you, those those social cues that we, and expectations that we have are not as in front of us as they were. Right. So what is the, what is the what are the so what is the social cost of not getting a haircut and wearing, you know, shorts and no shoes every day? Well, right now it's zero. Right now it's zero. And if it's maybe this is what you get when you're left to your own sense of of values uh without the input of others on what is your set of responsibilities that you place on yourself to coexist in a societal framework. Right. But it's interesting because, so so you're framing it kind of like in the social gratification angle. Kind of, of right? yeah. Social cost <clears throat> and benefit. Yeah, social cost and risk. But like with the case of like my bathroom, like nobody's going to see my bathroom, but I'm still, actually that's not true. I have a friend coming over tonight. Um, and a husband. And a, yeah, but... I mean, he's already seen my bathroom and it's filth. Why would, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, um, so, but so, you know, I would feel the sense of accomplishment and that whatever that satisfaction of a finally impeccably clean, and this may just be because I am like, I'm a very orderly human being and I like order. And I like right now um, on on the bed behind me, there is a throw blanket uh-huh. that I forgot to fold before we started this call. You know, I was going to say, <laughs> looking kind of, looking kind of, I don't know. I have questions, Sherry. Yeah, I mean, it's like. It's kind of shabby back there. I don't know. Super. Yeah. Um, and I thought about it, like, since Paul and I got on the call today. Um, but, I mean, it would never bother you, right? But What would your, what would your Zoom colleagues think? <sighs> I know. But in the morning when I fold that blanket on the end of my bed, it's not for my Zoom colleagues. It's there's something that comes in me, the satisfaction in the orderly. Yeah, making order out of chaos. Yeah. And so that I don't know. Yeah, and maybe it is just here is the thing I can control. Um, but I think it's really interesting the satisfaction that comes from these like small tasks uh-huh. like a really clean bathroom yeah. Um, yeah a folded blanket what what else for you creates that you know or a fresh haircut what else creates that feeling for you um a clean kitchen mm-hmm. a swept a swept floor a swept mm-hmm. floor we have hardwood floors a swept floor yeah uh a weeded garden, mm-hmm. but God knows. I mean, you can, there's no point in even trying to keep up with it in August, though. So it's like you, we're just going to have weeds and it's going to be fine. Um, yeah, the dishes, the dishes being done, mm-hmm. you know, and that might be tied to why I enjoy doing the dishes so much, you know, because it's like, oh, I'm making progress as a human. I am fulfilling my social obligation. I am doing this thing that feels good to have it, not only to have it done, but to do it. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually doing things that, 
if not increase my standing with others, definitely increase my own standing with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I feel like when when I've really like scrubbed the bathroom or the or the kitchen mm-hmm. or vacuumed or whatever, I get that same feeling of lightness that I get from a haircut, right? But it's just getting it from a different yeah, source. It's that there's something there's something rewarding or gratifying in newness or orderliness or like a fresh start. That's, I mean, that's what that, all of that feels like to me. Uh I do like a fresh start. Um, And I think sometimes when I see chaos and I start to see it pile up, I think that can feel very overwhelming and paralyzing to me. Uh I think that's one of the reasons I like, like it. I got this new planner. I think I told you about this, Um, but they send you a new one every month and I'm really interested in it in part because I like the idea of like starting fresh intentions, having, um, having a month of like setting like goals and trying to work on something. And then Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work too well, or if there are places that I'm failing or unhappy with it, there's going to be a new one that's going to come September 1st. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I really love starting over. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't want to start uh, your new one at the end of July. No. Yeah, because you had to start an honest one. Yeah. Not just starting, but starting in a place that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I didn't get a haircut last month because who gives a shit, yeah. right? But, you know, we do have this semester coming up in a few weeks. You know, it is time to do you know so it might be part of my biological rhythms trying to do the things that one does to feel some sense of i hate to say normalcy but some sense of participating in the cycle we, yeah yeah what we do to to initiate the things that define us and mm-hmm. describe us and that we are parts of our identity mm-hmm. pretty soon i'll start wearing jeans and black t-shirts again i guess yeah it's interesting. One of the things that I've noticed that I've started doing, and it may be related to this idea of coming, going back to work, even though we won't physically go to work, um, uh-huh. is I'm setting up this new, this new to me desk um, in the bedroom. And I've started noticing I, I'm very particular about color. And that's oh. true for my office. And people who have been in my office know that my office is, it has a color palette, right? Um, and so one of the things I've started noticing is I'm bringing things in to be at my office here at work um, or here in my bedroom, but they uh-huh. still are things in the same color palette. Oh, that's interesting. Of my office. Like I just was looking at that's this candle that I put on my desk, which is like this millennial pink. All of the notebooks I've been buying are the the colors, the chair I'm sitting in, like so I don't know why I have a color palette that I seem to associate with work that I, I'm drawn to for office-related things. Yeah. If you had seen my office, you would know that I do not have a color no. palette associated with my office. Or you do, uh, and it's called Rainbow. Yeah, right. It's mm-hmm. all colors, all colors, all at once, all over the place. Um I'm a, I put things in piles. That's what I end up doing more than anything else. I don't have too many over here. Um, 
every day I walk into here and I think, man, I should clean this place up a little bit. But I, I don't, right? Or I make token progress. Uh, but, and I don't know why. It's like I'm going to get a haircut, but I'm not going to clean up this environment that I'm in. Well, but, put some stuff away. But that's true. I mean, that's what you say in your work office, too. Yeah, that's like, what I do. yeah I how, clean this place up. <laughs> how many times a, a week do I walk into your office and you're like, you know, I was thinking about cleaning this place up. And I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's days when I will walk into Paul's office and Paul will say, yeah, I was picking up. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. I believe you. (laughs) What single thing did you move somewhere else? Um, Like, there's... That's interesting. Yeah, you're right, though. You're right. I did bring a different... I brought my attitude that I bring to my office and my building to this one. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was looking through some pictures earlier today. Um... And I happened across a picture that I had taken in your office at some point. And I was looking in the background and there's like on your desk, like a cup full of forks and like a cup full of like pens. And I was thinking <laughs> to myself. It makes sense if you know the history of. <laughs> and, and I was thinking to myself, you know, this is the thing about Paul is at the ready, he always has a ridiculous number of things that you might need. I mean, like, if I need something yeah, on, true. on campus, true. like, where am I going to look true. first? Paul's office. Yeah, I probably got either, not if not the thing, something uh, that'll work. Yeah. You know, like in, I, in its place. I used to host a tea in my office, and we always were running out of hot water. And so what did I do? Like, I went, oh, does Paul have any? Yeah, Paul has a random, not another kettle, but just like a... I don't know what that thing was that I had from you for a while. Uh, it was the thermos, the water the thermos. thermos yeah, yeah the water it's thermos like, oh, this will work, and so I used that for a while. Well, you know, sometimes your kids in your class might want a cup of tea, and so before class you have to make some water hot and put it in the thermos and take it to class with some cups and some spoons and some tea bags because they might want a cup of tea. Doesn't doesn't everyone do that? I mean, doesn't everyone do that? I think it might just be you and me, friend. Yeah, it um, might be. Though I never made tea, well, so I usually make, this is one of the things that bothers me about uh, online instruction, is that I kind of had, I've always had this thing that I've been doing, at least in the last few years, where, like, I will make a cup of tea for just about anybody who walks through my door. Oh, yeah. If you take time to walk through my door, I'm making you tea. Um, It actually took me a really long time to let Paul make tea for me, because I'm like, no, I'm the tea maker on this campus, sir. (laughs) For the other tea maker on right, this campus, yeah. ma'am. Right. Okay, okay, we'll share this. Um, but you probably how- made tea before I did. You were there before I was, by a couple, a couple of years, I think. Yeah, that's true. But I You're didn't make DOG, yeah. I didn't make tea originally. Like I grew into it. Um, but yeah, how do you make tea for your colleagues and your students this year? Oh man, I don't even. That's a that's a question. I mean, because like I'm gonna know, mail a tea bag to every student in my class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might have to. I mean. Put it in the syllabus, you know, bring to class, you know, uh, when you log into Zoom, have a notebook and a number two lead pencil, a cup of tea, and if some finger sandwich. I don't know. You know? I think... It feel, feel, I mean, I think one could certainly welcome students to do so. I mean, because they all want to have a beverage anyway. So this is funny. So I do have a section of my syllabus that's like recommended supplies. Um, and in that section I, I've had for years, um, I recommend an open, what is it? An open mind and a positive attitude. Hmm. I think I might just add a cup of tea. Cup of tea. Yeah. B-Y-O-T. 
Yeah, and let me know if you need any uh, assistance with obtaining some tea, right? And we can come up with something. Yeah, like... Come up with a plan. Right. Huh. Uh, I mean, some habits have not changed. I mean, I still have a cup and a half of coffee every morning without fail. But, I mean, that's a different... Uh, that's a different sort of beast in and of itself. But getting, you know, what time I go to bed, what time I get up, that really hasn't changed that much. It mm-hmm. really hasn't changed that much for me. I'm not staying up till three in the morning and sleeping till noon. I was never that kind of that kind of thing. Um, some of the other habits, some of the other habits have changed for sure. Have you gotten in? Have you gotten rid of any habits? That you think weren't serving you before. Oh, yeah. I mean, when's the last time any of us went to a vending machine? Oh. You know, uh, my diet's probably never been better, actually. Because uh, it's like, oh, man, Fritos. I mean, just the amount of, and you know this, Sherry. I mean, the amount of junk that we have, food that we have laying around that campus is shocking. Shocking, you know. No. <laughs> I mean, I would have, you know, there would always be a leftover case of, you know, Coke from a dinner or... A box of Capri Suns. I guess that was everybody's officer's mind. There's always chips everywhere. There's always, you know, chocolate everywhere. There's always, you know, junk that you don't need to eat laying around all over the place. And uh, that's that part of it is be to maintain that part requires more intention than I'm willing to put into it because it's just not worth it. Yeah. So it's really, so that's really interesting because last April, um, Eric and I stopped eating sugar. Like mm-hmm. we just cut it out and it was it was like one of the best things we did in part because, you know, sugar is really bad for inflammation. And both of us have our own problems with inflammation. So I gave up sugar, wasn't eating like any sugar April and then um some at some point in the fall semester last year I got into this ridiculous habit where um, I would sometimes go, I think it was after, it was after Halloween. Uh-huh. I would go to my friend Paul's office and Paul seemed to always have sugar. Oh man. Yeah. Cause so, I always said that I would get it for the kids, but I always had most of it myself. Yeah. And so like at some point I sort of modified my rule and I had this rule that was like, I'll only eat sugar if I'm in Paul's office. And then all of a sudden, I started frequenting Paul's office, and we will let time tell whether I was there for the sugar or the experience yeah. of spending time with my friend, but um, yeah. And then, but one of the things I've just noticed in quarantine life is I, like, sugar has started coming to my house, and it needs to not come to my house. By virtue of? So, um... Well-meaning friends or spouses or well it's mostly um so mr spiegel um who is a amazing human being the man of the house the man of the house um so he does the grocery shopping now because i have set foot in a grocery store probably three times uh-huh. since the pandemic started um so he does the grocery shopping uh he also has a sweet tooth and so these two things the boy alone Mm. Yeah. So he brings sugar home. Um, yeah, so let's blame it on him. Um, and then, you know, it's just things like, oh, there were birthdays and there was this uh-huh. and that. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, also, sugar is delicious and addictive. 
Um, it is both of those things. The rule about not only eating sugar when you're in Paul's office. Unfortunately, I had that same rule myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Paul's office was more convenient for me, I think, than it was for you <laughs> uh, by a long shot. And uh, I, I don't know, you know, because um, I, I would. I mean, what do you do? I mean, you go to CVS and you buy a variety pack of mini candy bars or whatever because. Uh-huh. Uh, we'd like to give things to our students as little good job here's a snickers bar woo or i don't know or a kid comes by and they're well i mean what happens more often than not is a kid comes by that is in a state of emotional distress doesn't want you to solve anything but really just wants to talk because god knows nobody else is doing it Uh cup of tea chocolate you know um yeah to soothe the soul more than more than anything and unfortunately, my soul ended up being the one that needed the most soothing of all in my office. Uh-huh. Ergo, I applied it liberally to all affected areas, uh, and that has not been necessarily the case here. Um, yeah. I mean, just the. I mean, if you want to do impulse now, you have to go all the way down to the grocery store, and you have to, yeah, you get your mask, and it's like it's not worth it. Yeah, I'm gonna eat a carrot. Yeah. Well, you do have a good haul of carrots from your garden. Yeah, we have a good haul of carrots this year. I think I'm going to re-implement the no sugar unless I'm in Paul's office rule because (laughs) I'm not going to Paul's office very often anymore. Yeah. Um, Yeah. One day when we have shared Tmall offices, this will be a problem. But until then, I think, yeah. On the wagon. On the wagon. Yeah, it's just, I'm never, you know, sugar is one of those things, it's, it seems su- like such a good idea in the times, um, but boy, like I never feel like I've I never eat some sugar and then like thirty minutes later think that was a really great idea. Yeah, yeah, I've not uh, had that experience either. I mean, while you're doing it, it seems like a great idea. It's a half an hour afterwards. It's like you know what? I can make some. Yeah. Here I am, a half an hour later. You know, not feeling great. Yeah. Uh, you always forget that part of the of the math. Yeah, absolutely. You always forget that part of the math. Well, especially, like, because of inflammation and stuff, like, oh, yeah, like, like I'll wake up, my hands uh, do not function as well if I've been eating sugar. Yeah. So, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's this episode about anyway, Sherry? Is this about habits? Is this about... Repatterning, why we do the things we do and what initiates our behaviors. It's about, how do we participate in a society? I mean. Yeah. It's about how long are we going to let this go on? Yeah. Yeah. We've Whatever this is. <laughs> We've let this go on, go, go on for too long. It's yeah. time to get a haircut. Well, yeah. I mean, Just I will think- to power? I mean, is this taking ownership of the way that things are? Is this letting go of the... Have we grieved the the past long enough to let it go and decide we're going to, okay, this is the way it is, and I'm going to start reclaiming parts of my life that were lost? Mm-hmm. I don't know. All these, I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, trying to pick which one of those it is is foolish. I mean, there's it, a little bit of all maybe mixed in. Column A, column B. Mixed in there. Yeah, a little bit of A, a little bit of, you know, pick one from column A, one from column B, yeah. or column C, and column D and E. Mm-hmm. And it feels I mean, like a little of all of it. I, I mean, I think this whole process is something that we go through all the time anyway, right? Like, you know, yeah. 
last April when I decided to stop eating sugar, it was because ultimately I was saying to myself, I know this isn't good for me. How long am I going to let this go on? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I went for 10 years without going to a dentist. How long am I going to let yeah. this go on? Mm-hmm. Right. Like even for, for a longest time, like I didn't have a regular, like I have a regular salon I go to. I've been seeing much like you, I've been seeing the same stylist for the better part of probably, probably a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I used to just grow my hair out for six months and then go get a haircut. Like, oh, how long am I going to let this just right. pile up? Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think this is this is ultimately about, like, how long we put up with um, patterns that aren't serving us or how long does it take us to get real about what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, either Paul needs a haircut because his head's getting hot or Paul needs a haircut because he needs to reclaim some aspects of his identity that are not reflected in what I got on top of my head right now. Yep. Or maybe you just need a fresh start. Yeah, it could be column A, column B. Maybe column, column C. C. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, well, I'll look forward to seeing what your hair looks like when we next log on. Yeah, me too. Me too. I will, I will too. Um there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. There's a cool new thing on the website. There is, well, there's a couple of cool new things on the website. Uh, yeah. But I think the one that you mean is on our Connect page. Yeah. Um, that used to be called... Contact. But contact. we now call it Connect. Yeah. So on our website, which... What is our website again, Paul? www. I'm literally reading it off of the <laughs> That's screen in front of me. It's like, oh my God, it's like when you ask somebody their phone number, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, uh, and you have to kind of look up your own phone number. It makes me so mm-hmm. nervous. www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. That is one word, obviously. Indeed. Uh, yeah. And so if somebody there. were to go there, they could look at the menu bar at the top and they would see the last option there. Uh, in the collected set there on the left, usually, um, is connect. Um, and clicking that connect button will take them to a place where they can find our shared email address, which we uh-huh. love to receive mail. We do. Um, but we also are sort of starting to campaign to put together a mailing list. Um, so if you are a person who would like to hear from us, we would love for you to sign up for our newsletter. Um, so a couple things I want to say about our newsletter. If you'll allow me, Paul. Uh, uh, by all means. Okay, great. By all means. Um, so first of all, we're going to launch the newsletter on September 1st, which is a nice deadline to get me and Paul to actually write it so that we actually send it. Woo! Yes. So we're going to do that. So it's going to come out September 1st. Um, we've, we're sort of cooking up some exciting news about us and about our next steps that I think is going to be really cool for people to hear about. Um, but... We are also promising that we are not going to, like, spam people's inboxes uh, Mm -hmm. because I have a hatred for getting too much email. And one of the things I've made as my August intention is that I am, every day I'm going into my inbox thinking, if I have not greeted this mailing list um, with, if I'm not 100% in for the emails I'm getting, then I'm opting out. Yeah, so I'm spending a lot of time unsubscribing. Um, which takes time, but I'm feeling liberated from it. It's uh-huh. it's just like getting a haircut, unsubscribing from an email uh, yeah. listserv. Yeah. But we are going to send one a month, um, and we're going to hopefully be sending something 
uh, that folks that listen to the podcast will find useful, um, both in keeping up with what we're doing, but also um, just strategies for being, you know, tied into this most unbelievable life. Yeah. And we hate to, I hate to boil it down to a word like tidbits or things like that, but really tidbits, you know, not just what we found is working for us, but what are the challenges that uh, are real for us as we try to navigate this most unbelievable life that we, that we have, Mm -hmm. that we are in, that we participate in daily, haircut or not. It's true. Um, What's moving through us. We'll see. We'll see. Um, So yeah, uh, there's a place to sign up. Uh, uh, on that uh, on that connect page, and I really think it's awesome that it has been renamed connect because contact us is one thing, connect is is a different, right? Because um, mm-hmm. that's what we that's what we're looking for. We're looking for some connection here. So um, go check out that page; it's easy to find. Um, we would appreciate it. Yep, and sign up. We ask for minimal amount of information, just your name and your email address, and we so, will make it easy to unsubscribe should you decide. You don't need more email, and you just need awesome podcast content. We yes. would understand that. Yeah. If you do like social content, you can always also follow us on the Facebook and Instagram. And the and Instagram. I yeah. would say Twitter, but you know, I've sent maybe three tweets since uh, this whole thing started. So Yeah, maybe. that we'll That's a stretch that. goal for us. One day. It is a stretch goal. Yeah, it is a stretch goal for us. It is a stretch goal for us. Yeah, one day. Yep. Cool. Hey, cool. thanks, Paul. Thank you, Sherry. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Good chatting with you. Good chatting with you, too. Today was the hurricane day. We just had, uh, you know, hurricane blew through. It rained this morning, but now it's uh, clearing up and it's sunny. So I love, I always love something about the air the day after a hurricane has sort of blown through. It's, it maybe it's a little like the day after a haircut. It feels like a little bit of a, Freshness, fresh start. If not, if not now and today, then when? Yeah. Seems like the time. Yeah. Cool. The other thing I was going to mention about our website is on the very first homepage, we now have a new introduction uh, to what this most unbelievable life is. Um, and so if our listeners have been wondering, what is this whole thing about in the first place? Uh, we have a little bit of an answer there. So maybe some folks will pop over there and read that. Yeah, and FYI, Sherry also did embed a podcast player on the podcast page that she's pretty proud of, too. Yeah, so. thanks. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm really excited. Uh, so. uh, website updates. Go check them out, folks, right? Uh, see what you, See what you think, and let, me, let us know if there's anything else that you want to see, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, in the meantime, happy August, y'all. Happy August. We'll see you guys soon. Woo. See you, Sherry. Bye, Paul. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel. Paul Fitzgerald and this most unbelievable life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a Paul podcast. Paul and Sherry podcast. Yes. 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 yes.